0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is educational podcasting today, the podcast for any educator out there looking to podcast with their students or perhaps create a podcast in their home studio. We are so happy to have today an amazing administrator and podcaster today. Today, we're talking to the one and only Dr. Greg Goins, the Host of the Reimagined Schools podcast. And today we're gonna be talking all about the great things that not only he's doing in his leadership role but with his podcast. Of course, we want to say thank you guys out there for being a part of this. We are still psyched about the great things that happened uh, just a few weeks ago, actually at podcast movement, where we got a chance to be in the audience at the Academy of podcasting awards, where they had the hall of fame, these great podcasters, the ones that we all kind of listen to and learn from and figure out just how to do all this stuff. How does that work? podcast movement was fantastic if you were listening to these shows last week we put out a great episode with Dorothy ilson talking all about the business of podcasting because so many people have come up since that episode launched and said my goodness thank you for that episode You know, perhaps you're out there with your podcast looking to put your money into this, putting out things into Facebook ads, into Twitter ads, into different kinds of marketing for yourselves. Go back and check out that episode with Dorothy. It was absolutely fantastic. That was Educational Podcasting Today, episode 25. We'll, of course, put the links in our show notes as this is episode 26. There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this and all of our shows. You can find us on Twitter at podcasting today. Day. And if you're looking to learn how to start your show, go to educationalpodcasting.today. That's educationalpodcasting.today, where you can find all of our great resources for how to create a podcast in your studio, with your classroom. And then the other great thing about that is we have a ton of WordPress and website design. Clearly, we're getting into more of the Google Sites, the WordPress, lots of good stuff there. If you're looking to build your brand, educationalpodcasting.today. Again, I want to bring on my guest. He is an educational leader, former superintendent, and an all-around great guy. I've known this guy for a lot of years now. He has been a friend, a mentor, and certainly somebody that you want to go hang out with at the local ISTE conference. I want to bring on Dr. Greg Goins. Greg, how are you today? Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's great to catch up with you. I know it's been a while since we've talked, but you've always been one of those guys that that I can always reach out to get advice. And you've been a mentor for me in the podcasting world and uh, consider you a friend.
0: Greg, it is so nice to have you here. You are a, an educational leader. You're also a podcaster, but you also have a full-time job as a fantastic husband and father. We're going to talk about all those things and how you're able to juggle not only, you know, handling the weight of the world as a podcaster but also leading the charge of a school district. Before we get into all that heavy stuff, tell us a little bit about your podcast.
1: Well, in, uh, in the summer, uh, this summer around June 1st, I launched a new podcast. The name of it is the Reimagine Schools Podcast. And uh, having a great time with it, to uh, have an opportunity to interact with some outstanding guests and school leaders throughout the country And uh, the tagline is kind of uh, great guests, great conversations, great ideas, and uh, trying to find those best practices and uh, innovative, forward-thinking school leaders and educators out there. So we're having a good time with it. You know, I love what
0: you just said, and we talk about this a lot on this show, great conversations. Talk to us a little bit about what that means. Why is it important that your podcast be a conversation? Many people think it's an interview, don't they?
1: Yeah, and, and that's kind of one of the things you and I talked about early on uh, when I started uh, going down this podcasting road. And and uh, kind of my philosophy is, and I know you share the same idea, is if it's just two colleagues you know, at a conference huddled up in a corner having a good conversation, and if, if people could kind of eavesdrop, if you will, or be a fly on the wall – Think about all the value that that you would get just from listening to some of those conversations. And, uh, you know, I I always learn from talking with others. And there are a lot of great stories to tell out there. You just have to uh, be willing to go out and find them and and talk to the right people. And uh, it's I would much rather have that conversation than do a traditional interview. And and that's one of the things that I think you and I both believe in.
0: Now, you are on your second podcast. Talk to us a little bit about your first and why did you give that up and move to a second one?
1: Well, the, the first podcast started around 2015, and uh, I, I actually, you introduced me to the, the podcasting world. I've always been a fan of TeacherCast. I had the opportunity to be a guest on your show a couple times. Uh, we met in person in Philadelphia for the first time at the ISTE conference, and uh, you had me on as a live guest. And at the time, uh, there really wasn't a podcast out there by a school superintendent for other school leaders. There were a few principals out there But in my mind, I really wanted a podcast from a school executive in the highest position to kind of talk to some of those forward thinking school leaders and kind of share some great ideas. And that's how it started. The first show was called The Going Digital Show, which was kind of a play on my name. And at the time, uh, Eric Schoeninger's book, Digital Leadership had come out. So uh, it was kind of a play on that. And just an opportunity to to talk with people, and it's kind of funny, Jeff. Uh, you learned from your mistakes early on, but initially it was a one-hour live show with multiple guests, and I had no idea what I was getting into at the time as as a new podcaster. But uh, I, I learned a lot of valuable lessons, and we had a lot of great shows. And that show lasted, you know, probably twenty-five to thirty episodes, and, and learned a lot. And uh, I, I made the transition out of the superintendency. I now work in higher ed uh, as a full-time professor and the director of an educational leadership program. So I just felt it was time to kind of rebrand and change the focus a little bit as I still want to make a contribution to K-12 education.
0: Now, what is the difference between K-12 and higher ed?
1: Well, I I think there's just a a complete different mindset because in the K-12 world, I mean, day to day, you're dealing with, as the superintendent at least, you're dealing with a lot of those Just day to day duties, making quick decisions, worried about budgets and finance and personnel and curriculum and no child left behind or whatever the next thing's going to be. And in higher ed, it's more about uh, those preparatory programs, whether it's uh, initial pre service teachers or aspiring school leaders. You're trying to get those folks ready to go out into the field and, and, and enter. Um, education. So you have to wear a little different hat, but at the end of the day, it's all about uh, creating better schools for kids.
0: Now, as somebody who is in the higher ed position, especially after being, you know, a teacher an administrator and and the lead learner, the question I often have people ask is, are we as K-12, let's just call it employees or educators, right? Are we preparing our kids for those higher ed schools and are the higher ed schools prepared for kids that are coming up who are complete digital citizens, complete digital natives?
1: I think there's room for improvement in both in both areas, quite frankly. And uh, one of the things we talk about in, in the Reimagine Schools podcast is – You know, we have to change that traditional way of thinking and, and, you know, that status quo continues to haunt us with, uh, you know, schools have to look different than they did when I was a student in the 1970s and early 80s. And unfortunately, in a lot of uh, K-12 environments, a lot of those same uh, philosophies are still in play. And so that that translate into the higher ed world. Well, you know, my goal is to teach aspiring school leaders that, you know, we have to have to break down those walls and we have to think differently about how we want uh, change to occur in schools. And, uh, you know, as an example, a traditional higher ed instruction in a principal program would be very theoretical. And uh, and I, I have a much different approach, mine's more of a practitioner-based approach, and we use things like Twitter and Voxer and talk about innovative strategies to change schools for 21st century learners. So. We have to incorporate those conversations because schools have to change.
0: Now, let's get back to your podcast here because, you know, again, we were, we were just at Podcast Movement and I went into a session called How to Start Your Second Podcast. Now, they were focusing on people kind of like TeacherCast here who has multiple shows at the same time. You stopped a show and started another one. What did you learn from that first show that made the second one easier? Or did you feel like a rookie both times?
1: You know, I, I think the first show was just a great learning experience, but I, I didn't realize the amount of preparation that goes into doing a one hour live show. And, and I have great ad- admiration for what you've been able to do uh, with your TeacherCast platform. And I've been a big fan for a long time. But to try to pull off a live show, uh, first of all, you have to have a sense of humor because anything can happen and anything can and did happen during those one hour shows. Um, but you know, you also have to be able to manage multiple conversations at one time and, and keep the flow going and, and have good transitions. But uh the biggest thing is in terms of your audience, it's very difficult to ask an audience to be there at seven o'clock every Tuesday night, or to ask a guest that's you know busy on the road working uh, to, you know, to, to drop in your Google Hangout, be a guest at a specific time. Uh, the one hour length is also something I learned a great deal from. I, you know, my, my new show is a half an hour. I think that's perfect for drive time. as a lot of people listen to podcasts in the car, uh, you know, to work and, and home. So uh, and I've also tried to narrow it down to one guest and one and one general topic. So just try to narrow the focus a little bit and have better conversations.
0: So let's talk about that focus here, because this particular podcast, when I hit the record button, I'm thinking about two different people. I'm thinking about the educator like yourself who is creating a show at home. And maybe he's looking to get into it or maybe has had a podcast for a while, looking to learn a little bit more. But then I also do shows for that fifth or sixth grade teacher who wants to incorporate podcasting lesson plans. And we do things like that. If I was in my car driving this week and I wanted to listen to the the Reimagine Schools podcast, who is that target audience that you close your eyes and you think about before hitting the record button?
1: Well, you know, initially with my first show, I I targeted school leaders, and and one of the reasons I wanted to rebrand was I wanted to expand to not only all educators, but anyone that had a vested interest in creating better schools for kids, and and I think that's a conversation that we can have collectively and and globally, because not only are we talking about that here, but we're talking about that all over the world, and so I want to have those conversations. I want to... uh, you know, create a show in which we're going to have uh, discussion, continue the conversation. Uh, Someone described my show recently as a national conversation on education reform. And I'm okay with that because if that's the contribution that I'm making to the field, then, then I think that's a step in the right direction.
0: You know, I went over to your website here, and of course you can find out more about uh Greg at ww.doctorgreggoens. That's g-o-i-n-s dot com. And on the right side of your website, you've got all the different places that you can find your podcast. So I clicked on Apple Podcasts, and right underneath here, there are listeners also subscribe to. I don't know if you ever had a chance to take a look at this here, but these are the other podcasts that are similar to yours. And I'm seeing great things from, you know, I I see, uh, let's see, I see uh, um, Tony Sinanis in here. I see George Curris in here. I see Brad Gustafson. These are other educational leaders who are taking the time to share with other educational leaders. Talk to us about the importance of administrators listening to podcasts to improve themselves to get some ideas about their school what is it about podcasts that administrators should really really dive into
1: You know, I I think uh, we talk a lot about Podcast PD. I think there's even a hashtag that that I use on on occasions, uh, the Podcast PD or the Podcast EDU. And, uh, you know, there was a time, Jeff, you know as well as I do, that there really weren't too many educational podcasts out there. I always refer to you as the pioneer of educational podcasters because you're one of the first guys out there really doing it and, And um, and paving the way for guys like me and other people that want to do it. But I I think now, you know, everybody has a podcast. Everyone wants to tell that story. And I think it's such a valuable learning tool. You know, again, I listen to podcasts in the car, so I'll I'll hop in the car no matter where I'm going uh, and and I'll listen to a podcast. And it's, it's free professional development and you're getting. Uh, good information you're learning about those best practices uh, from again a uh, great guests and great conversations and great ideas so try to get people that have been there and, and done that and that can help you get better as a school leader and an educator
0: now I'm curious here you called it reimagine schools why are we supposed to be in 2018 reimagining our schools haven't we already been doing that?
1: You know, we have, but, uh, I, I have a relationship with Ted Dinnersmith and I know you've had a chance to talk with him on a few occasions. And, um, you know, he's the executive director of most likely to succeed has a new book out called uh, what school could be. And I've really kind of developed a friendship with him and have actually worked with him a little bit, uh, doing some consulting work as he, he released his new book. And, and he really sold me on this idea that, um, You know, there's got to be a better way, and and we have to really think differently about how we want to prepare kids for the future. And and I bought into that hook, line, and sinker, and I believe that with all my heart. And and I know that there are schools out there doing wonderful things. There are teachers out there doing wonderful things. But if you look at the big picture in a lot of places – Uh, You know, schools still function uh, in a lot of places the way they did 140 years ago, and I have a problem with that, and I think we need to have those tough conversations about how we can create better schools for kids, And, and I know I keep saying that, but at the end of the day, this is not about the adults. This is about kids, and this is their time. Uh, You know, we had our opportunity to go to school. I've I've already been to fifth grade, so it's not my time. Let's do what we can to make those fifth graders have the very best school experience they can possibly have. And to do that, we're going to have to to find more ways to uh, provide engaging opportunities, whether it's through technology or the four C's. uh, But we have to Uh, We have to get them more engaged with their school experience and they want something different than their parents and grandparents have. So we have to do what we can to give it to them.
0: So it seems like as an educational leader, it's about finding where the challenges in your school district are. But how do you do that? Right. Let's say that you're you're walking into a school district as a first year superintendent. How did you handle yourself that first year? How did you define what the challenges were to then make the plan
1: to fix and meet those challenges? Well, it's very difficult. Anytime you start a new leadership position, uh, the best thing you can do is, is, uh, is listen and and ask a lot of questions and get to know as many people as you can, because, uh, although you may identify some things initially that need change, change is hard and change takes time and you need to have some of those, uh, collaborative conversations with those stakeholders in your community and kind of figure out what direction you want to go. It's not about what Greg Goins wants to do or how Greg Goins wants to change the school, but if we have enough good conversation and ask the right questions, at the end of the day we can kind of figure out what the next step is and and really kind of how to go to the next level there in that school district.
0: So you've been there through a year, you've you've had those conversations, you've you've had those meetings with your team to identify how do you sell the concept of Here's what I think we need to do, or here's what we think the concept is. How do you sell to your staff, your teachers, your community, that concept of change?
1: It's a lot of communication, a lot of talking, a lot of uh, a lot of it is just having the courage to to be the one person in the room to stand up and say, you know what? I know we've done it this way for a long time, but is it really working? And let's work together to try to find some some positive solutions so we can make a change and move forward. And one of the things I always like to say in my role as, as a superintendent was everything is really a work in progress. And too many people are afraid to embrace change because they're afraid of failure. But I can probably go down the list. The last few years as a superintendent, I still had... A handful of things that I consider to be a work in progress, and it's okay if you make mistakes. It's okay if you fail, but the most important thing is you have to have the courage to try new things. And, and if you're not successful initially, that's okay. You need to regroup, figure out how to fix it, and move forward. And and change can doesn't have to be scary. Change can be a good thing if it's done uh, in the right in the right manner.
0: It always seems like you have these rally. Uh, keynotes, right? Where, the, where somebody gets up and says, you know, I'm the superintendent and it's my job to not know everything. It's my job to have people around me that know everything. And it always comes up to, okay, well, how do you find that, right? Like you walk into to yourself as a superintendent, how do you determine who your generals are? Because sometimes they're given to you and sometimes you have to go and cold uh, hire them off of, you know, resumes and stuff like that. How do you find those leaders that you're going to be able to work with and lead your vision?
1: You know, I think it goes back to, you have to surround yourself with great people and and give them the tools they need to be successful and then get out of their way. So I had the good fortune of working with some amazing principals, Uh, during the 15 years that i was a superintendent and some some forward-thinking innovative leaders and and a lot of it was just having those uh philosophical conversations you know what do you believe what is your why you know where can we find some common ground and and then at the end of the day again it's about having having the courage to stand up and and lead and it's not about having the big office it's not about being the one um, that's in charge it's about uh, you know coming up with uh, some practical solutions and, and getting people on board so you can work together.
0: What advice do you have for anybody that might be a new leader and is now doing interviews, cold interviews, not not out of your faculty. We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, you're looking at resumes and you're trying to figure out on paper who is going to be able to stand by your side and move forward. How did you handle the job market?
1: Probably don't learn a lot about a candidate on paper, but when you do bring them in and talk with them, uh, that's where uh, you can really make some headway and, uh, you know, as an example, when I interviewed teachers, a lot of times one of the questions I would ask is if for whatever reason we could not provide you with a textbook this year, would you still be able to teach and be an innovative classroom teacher? And you'd be amazed at some of the answers I would get. But, uh, you know, teaching and learning today is about um you know having a good understanding of where you want to go and what resources you want to use it's not turning to page 34 in chapter 3 and reading the next story just because it's there and it's the same thing with school administrators you know when i interviewed those folks you know it was about uh, are you a connected educator you know who who do you follow on twitter you know what was the last conference you went to are you on any voxer groups you know have you been to an ed camp uh, and if they give me that deer in headlights look then uh, I know that they've probably been packed away in their silo somewhere, kind of doing their own thing. We need people that are connected, people that that understand what those best practices look like, and understand how to lead people to uh, to better schools. Well, let's let's flip
0: that, right? Because the the question I'm going to ask you here is, how do you find those people in your own school district? I've talked to many principals, even superintendents, that said to me. I never wanted this. I was in my classroom and my principal came to me and said, hey, I think you'd be good as a principal. Have you ever considered it? What was your story and how do you find those teachers in your own district to help them come up, whether they're the go-getters or maybe they're those diamonds?
1: You know, I think there's a, there's great value in kind of growing your own and identifying those teacher leaders uh, at a very early start and kind of molding them and, and helping them develop into – uh, who ultimately may be those leaders in your school in a principal's position. I was looking for people that uh, were really strong communicators, uh, that were, were heavily involved in, in being a connected educator. Um, you know, they, they really thought in terms of how to, uh, you know, how a school improvement should really uh, impact the learning in the building, and, and you can identify those people pretty quickly and pretty easily just by having some conversations and as those people rise to the top then you have to again give them opportunities to to grow uh, and to learn on the job and then ultimately you 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 will see them in more of a administrative role
0: it's interesting to see this especially in my own journeys of going from a teacher to a tech coach to you know i have an administrative degree and, and, and seeing everything from a completely different point of view especially now as a tech coach I'm, I'm not a teacher, but I am, but I'm not an administrator, but I I have those responsibilities and you're kind of going back and forth with this. I'm kind of curious to ask you with somebody who's got the teaching experience, the principal experience, superintendent experience, what out of all of that might relate to you as a podcaster?
1: Well, I think that's a good question. And, and, you know, I, I think if you're going to be a, a successful classroom teacher or a successful school administrator, either one, uh, you have to have good time management. You have to be an excellent communicator and you have to be someone that, that is prepared. And, you know, just like doing lesson plans for uh, whatever class I'm going to teach, you know, I, I've looked at your show notes. I know you spend a lot of time, um, you know, in, in the, the pre podcast, um, Time period, getting those show notes together, trying to figure out who you want to book on the show, as do I, what questions you want to ask, where you want the conversation to go. So, I mean, I think being prepared is huge as both an educator and a podcaster.
0: We are here talking to Dr. Greg Goins. You can find out more information about him over at drgreggoins.com. That's G-R-E-G-G-O-I-N-S.com. Greg, as anybody out there who's looking at podcast or get into the world of podcasting, what advice would you give them?
1: Reach out to Jeff Bradbury because he's always willing to, to talk with you. That's actually how I got started. I sent you an email, and I don't know if you remember this. It was around 2015. And I found you on TeacherCast, and I, and I shot you an email. You responded the same day, and it was basically, I'm a school superintendent. I have an inter- interest in podcasting. I have no idea how to get started. And within probably a three-day period, you and I were doing a Google Hangout. And you encouraged me to to dive in and to do this, and, and I'm grateful for for that advice and all the help you've given me, but you just have to take the plunge. You have to connect with the right people and you you have to have an understanding of what what do you want to do? And again, my goal in doing any podcasting that I've done in these last two shows is to make a contribution to the field. And I like the fact that, that there's content out there Uh, That you can download anytime in your car, and if you learn something new in in a half an hour show, uh, then I feel like uh, you know I've made a contribution.
0: So you're saying this whole thing is my fault? Thanks, Greg. That's that's wonderful. It is your fault. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, let's be serious here. We we always say in education the smartest person is the room, right? And we mean that by you know not not only you know one person doesn't have the answer for everything. And I look at my role as a podcaster, and I'm sure you do too, is you're just building the room. Episode by episode, right? Someone's gonna to come to Greg and say, I have a question about it. and you're like, oh wait, I have an episode on that, or I wrote a blog post on that, or somebody said something on this show. Go listen over there. You're just creating your own classroom. It happens to be audio and it happens to be in 30 second or 30-minute chunks and stuff like that. But you know, when it comes down to how do we find our own classrooms, how do we find our own quote smartest person? My recommendation out there is to go to educationalpodcasting. Tips. That's educationalpodcasting.tips. That is the site of our private Educational Podcasting Facebook group. We've got about 400 people in there. Started at the beginning of the year, and it has grown wonderfully. If you're listening and you're in there, we'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to join, please do. We're growing at about, I, I don't know what would you say, Greg, 20 to 25 people a week. It is growing really cool. And it is a nice place to share, share your episodes, and really just talk about all things podcasting blogging brand building how do you do things it is a support group for anybody out there who's looking to learn more about podcasting web design we do all those different topics i I try to throw a new question out every day every couple days so um educational check out our private facebook group today we would love to have you there greg as we go through here um you know i think the question has to come out are you going to start your third podcast anytime soon
1: the goal is to, to really build momentum with reimagined schools. Uh, I, I'm actually uh, working on a book, um, and I, I don't have uh, a title yet, but it's going to be along those that theme of reimagined schools. I've actually talked to a couple different publishers, um, just need to find the time to continue to write, but I'm going to use a lot of the the podcasts that I've had a chance to do as, as a foundation for the book. Uh, There's a lot of great content, a lot of great interviews that will be included. And I'm looking forward to taking just a little bit of extra time uh, during this fall and maybe uh, the winter to really kind of put some of those thoughts on paper. And uh, you know, that's one of my goals long-term.
0: Nice. And you're doing all of this stuff. As we said, you are also a full time husband and father. What is the importance of family when it comes to not only your career, your podcast, but everything you do? How do you balance all of this stuff?
1: Well, you know, my wife also works in higher education, and uh, she's, Rayetta, has worked for a long time uh, at a lot of different places, and and she's had the opportunity to join me here at Georgetown College, so that has been a blessing, and we're we're so happy to work in this environment. Uh, We are living in Georgetown, Kentucky, after living in Southern Illinois, uh, all of our lives, so. Uh, we've been here for uh, a little over a year. So it's been a new experience for us, but uh, it's been a great journey. And, and as you know, Jeff, you never know where the good Lord's going to take you. And and we feel blessed to be here every day.
0: Greg, I want to say, number one, thank you for being on the show today. It is so nice to catch up with you. Anybody out there is listening. You can go to drgreggowins.com, D R G R E G G O I N S.com. The podcast is the Reimagined Schools podcast. Greg, congratulations on all the success. There is a lot of great stuff. Any last words of advice for anybody out there who's just like, eh, should I try this thing or not?
1: No, I just want to give uh, you props again. And anything you want to learn uh, about podcasting, or uh, just if you want to become a better teacher and educator, you know the TeacherCast Network uh, has so many great resources. Uh, you know, you even have Facebook groups, Fox, uh, Voxer groups. There's always uh, an opportunity to get out there and learn a little bit more about your craft. And I encourage everyone out there to to have a podcast. And I hope more and more schools uh, and teachers are thinking about doing that with their class uh, this year as we think about a new school year because student voice is so valuable. And to give those kids an opportunity to to be heard in a podcast format is something I think is very exciting.
0: Greg, one more time, thank you so much for being on the show. And I want to say thank you out there for being a part of our audience today. We have had a great time talking to Dr. Greg, and it's been a fantastic opportunity to watch him go from administrator to podcaster to I want to try another podcast to oh my goodness check out his awesome brand new podcast the reimagined school show with Dr. Greg Goins it is absolutely fantastic you can find it on anchor and, and Apple Apple podcast and Google podcast Spotify anywhere that you go check out that stuff and don't forget that you can be a part of our PLN here you can find us on Twitter at podcasting today we have some great stuff going on and you can always Find us over on teachercast.net. Lots of great stuff. And of course, we hope that you join our private podcasting Facebook group over at educationalpodcasting.tips. And that's going to wrap up this episode of Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 26, featuring Greg Goins. On behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.